I used to work in IT, but I can't get my internet to work properly. I'm not a fucking internet installer. Is that a Victorian occupation? You're a Victorian occupation. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I just want to be a part of the podcast. And I am also here. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the argumentative ankle beater, Al. What's an ankle beater? What, whose ankles do they beat? You suddenly explain this to me. It's the way of driving cattle. You just give them a little whip on there. So you get little kids, because they're short, tickle their ankles and get them to where you want to go. You probably did it as a kid. See, I, on the, yeah, or no, down we, on the milk hit, farm. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't hit their ankles. We'd hit their rump, because if you hit them in the ankles, that would hurt. If you hit them in the rump, it's just a trickle along. Um, so... Uh, Brett, what have you been up to this week? Um, let's see. House things, some editing. House things. And not sleeping <laughs> at all, which is why my voice Yay! my voice sounds even more velvety today than it usually does. But yeah, I think I've averaged two or three hours of sleep the last four nights for <laughs> various reasons, so... Today's going to be real banger energy-wise. Get strapped in. Nothing really of note, though. Just working on working on stuffs. Trying to beat the heat. Nice. Uh, well, I, say, I say nice. The exact opposite of nice. That sounds fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Um, it, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry for your lack of sleep. As you might be able to tell, I've also not had much sleep. Jesus Christ. Uh, am, fuck I, you. am I holding this episode up? You hold every episode I'm going to drink some more cider. <laughs> uh, once you finish that uh, mouthful of glorious condensed bottle cider. Angioletti. It, yes, that famous uh, cider company. Craft Italian cider. And you know it's Craft Italian cider because it says Craft Italian cider on it in English. Oh, it must be good. I didn't even realise the Italians knew what cider was. Um, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? I've Al? been up to house stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Steve house stuff. Yeah. So last Friday I made the long, arduous journey down to France um, because it was Handsome Joe's wedding It was in Somerset, um, which I had the pleasure of, of catering for. You did. Um, and it was glorious. The venue was wonderful. The, the ceremony was, I don't know, because I was uh, too busy <laughs> proving uh, pizza dough. Um, but it was a lovely day. It was a lovely, lovely Figuratively day. Figuratively and literally, it was a really nice sunny day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the place was really nice, and the wedding was nice, and it was all very nice. civil. And there was far too few people embarrassing themselves and, and I know. throwing up and jumping in fountains. Yeah. It was it was a very civil affair. Um, but yeah, used used an uni mm. pizza oven for the first time. Yeah, I've heard good Got things. Got to say I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. good I, things. I, 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 would recommend. Hey, would. Um, I must admit though, the like because I gas recommend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I definitely think the wood ones are better, but that's because I'm. But it involves wood, so it's rubbish. Yeah, this is true. Um, yeah, but you're burning wood. It involves the burning of wood. Yeah, so it's good. Exactly. Wood burning wood is good. Yeah. Rhymes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that sounds delightful. Luckily, yeah, was. I was there as well. Uh, so I luckily for some, yeah, fuck you. Uh, so that segues beautifully into what I've been up to this weekend, <laughs> this weekend, this week. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I I was attending the wedding. Of... Sorry, sorry, sorry. We just skipped over the dogs far too quickly. I was going to get to the dogs. All right, you, well, you covered the dogs. Yeah. Uh, so I was also attending the wedding of Joe and Honor, and it was Joe and Honor. Yeah. He's he's moved on quickly. Hey, her name's Honor. Honor. Oh yeah, <laughs> I heard it because he, he got married last week. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> they call that canon. Yeah, Steve. yeah. Okay, fucking hell. Uh, anyway, um, yes, and it was delightful. And I had a a pizza cooked by Al, and then a hog roast cooked by someone else, and combined the two because the bun wasn't gluten free, but the pizza was. So I just had hog roast pizza, and it was glorious. And then Al threw it on the floor. Um, you couldn't finish it because you can't. And he can't handle his grub. <laughs> I was saving it. But later, um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, uh, and Jimmy was there, and Jimmy is wonderful. Um, but also, there was a lot of dogs, and there was a Hobbit hole. The Hobbit hole was really cool. Um, but yeah, there's so many dogs, and it was great because on this Sunday morning, uh, I woke up in a tent that was far too fucking big for one person. Uh, thanks for helping set that up, Al. Um, and uh, woke up to the sound of like rain on the tent and a mild hangover, like the the pleasant kind of hangover where you feel a bit groggy, but you don't hurt too much. Um, and uh, I was like, right, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go up and see what everyone's up to. And there was like the parents were awake and everyone else was still just dead to the world. Um, so I had a coffee and then sat on the floor in the kitchen playing with like 40 dogs uh talking to <laughs> joe's dad and it was it was a very pleasant way to start the day <laughs> and then we went for the longest dog walk ever which i didn't take water on and that was a mistake um i didn't but i managed to eat at least three kilograms of elderberries which <laughs> i got my I got, <laughs> I got enough water from that Good. to survive the journey home yeah, i love the fact that you I went don't proper, think it'll be a journey home sam you went proper uh uh west country when you said um that as well um what was I going to say? Uh, fuck. I got confused now. You also ate a weird thing that I still don't know what that is. It was something in between a plum and an apple. And I, I don't know. It, Wait, are we, I mean, are we talking about the thing on that was in the field the, with the seed pod? What? As we were walking down the lane yeah. and there was the, the plants at the side I of the road. I eat most things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, I can see Brett's uh, losing the world to live. If anyone knows of a, of a sort of English fruit, fruiting tree, with a fruit that looks somewhere between a cross between a plum and an apple, but is neither and tastes like poison. Oh, yes. that's. Let me know. That's, uh, uh, fuck, it begins with an L. Um, where was that? That wasn't in the thingy. It was on the dog walking route. Are you talking about the walnut tree? Did you try eating a raw walnut? I think I ate a walnut. You fucking moron. <laughs> a walnut fruit. Fuck's sakes. Um, yeah, that, that that was a walnut tree. Um, yeah, walnut fruit's not nice. No, it's really not. Um, anyway, uh, yes. So the topic this week is... Uh, Al, do you want to take this one? Your idea? Yeah, basically it's the dangers of just eating everything you see when you're on a walk. <laughs> fine it's fine as long as you don't swallow it's fine um no so we are at episode two three three 
Yes. Someone correct me? Yes, 233. Something around that. Uh, and I like to think we have a healthy discussion every week. Yeah, some weeks. I like to think we correct each other when we speak out of line and yeah. um, discuss topics. Uh, and I think there's a lot of podcasts and a lot of uh, outlets and social media that are basically soapboxes for people. Yeah. Um, people spouting their opinions, ill-informed or otherwise. Um, and some can be great. Some can be, you know, Keith Decent telling a story oh of the origin of something. God, I love that podcast. Um, and some can be dangerous and and opinionated and and um, Us. misleading to, to 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 vulnerable people. Yes. Um, but I would like to discuss with you mm-hmm. too. Uh, the art of the debate and and is it still something that is treasured um i know brett there's a kind of cliched idea of debate teams in the states yeah it's not really something we have well, in england at school they're sure used to be i don't know if they do that so right. much anymore well there, there therein lies the question is is it the lost art of the debate and have things just become so easy now to just shout your opinion loudly and have lots of people hear you without actually having a proper healthy discussion and being open-minded. So this is something... Can you just shut, fucking shut Fuck. up and try to speak? I, would you just fucking... I put my fucking hand... Um, excuse me, fellas. <laughs> the floor is held by Alex Halfpenny right now. Steve, you have to wait your turn for your five-minute allotment. You need the, the speaking wand. Um, I thought we were in the trust tree. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, one of the things that really annoys me about... Uh, <laughs> Was Alex actually done the, talking? The, the, it's obviously irrelevant. I thought you were. Go on. No, no, it's fine. I thought you had it. Listen, I, I'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> you, you wouldn't. Um, but yeah, no, I think like one of the things that happens so much with, especially with social media now, is it's that that whole thing of um, hearing a person's like opinion on a single thing and then deciding that that's their... It, entire personality and that everything i i heard i heard this one podcast and now that's what i believe yeah like and but like deciding that you know just because someone disagrees with you on on a single topic then they are the enemy they're the worst person in the world like and and it is that that thing of um where people like i don't want to say hiding behind a keyboard but like so many people from every side of every debate will decide that no you disagree with me therefore you're wrong and evil and the enemy rather than going okay i understand that you have a different different opinion to me but let's discuss why let's discuss how you got there and people don't tend to take the time to to have that discussion anymore i mean i i grew up on a farm in the middle of fucking nowhere with internet access and no friends so i spent a huge amount of time growing up arguing with people on the internet because it was all there was to do it was that or watch fucking four channels of tv because this was before channel five even existed and um and i used to really enjoy uh that discussion like even to this day i will quite happily play devil's advocate just to um see other people like get people to to think about things um and i think that it's a really good thing to uh, to talk and to discuss with people that have differing opinions because it... Sorry, I'm getting really distracted because the hot water pipe here 
is screaming at me and i don't know if you guys can hear it but it's a really loud horrible noise so everyone listening i apologize my neighbor is having a shower um but yeah uh, i think it's a really important thing to be able to um to have discussions with other people that that you disagree with because a you should you should challenge your own opinions occasionally because if you don't challenge them and you just always accept that they're right then it's hard to back them up and justify them and i, I think it's it's something that you should be doing all the time um but also it you know, it, it gives you the opportunity to to really um distill what it is about that thing that you that you believe or why you got to that um that opinion and whatever I just rewind a bit, Steve, to your, to your opening gambit about um, the water pipe. Well, about the what the the compelling <laughs> yarn of, of the fable of the water pipe. Um, no, but about having an opinion, and if someone is doesn't agree with that opinion, they're the devil. Yeah, and, and it's the opposite. And and there seems to be a an approach to um, dialogue that is only two sided. Yeah. You're either Republican or Democrat. You're either black or white. You're either a homophobe or you yeah. Know, and as if there's only ever two possible outcomes, and they're both polar opposites. Yes. Yeah. And it's such an unhealthy approach to discussing anything mm. because instantly one of you is the antagonist and one of you is the pro- protagonist, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like I can only disagree with you. Yeah. Because it's the opposite. And what I like even just about our dynamic is that there's three of us, so occasionally there's three ways into a story. Yeah. Which is a much more healthy approach to it, and, and it almost like one can become the the, the mediator in that discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I I really kind of cringe when when I just see that argument that is just two sided. Yeah, and a debate being two sided, and even when debates are televised and you know prime minister's question time and and politicized. Yeah, it's always just binary, and there's never actually any open platform or sort of lateral thinking in any of those things so therefore there's never going to be a solution which is a value yeah i think like one of the the things excuse me one of the things that i quite like about the idea like the american idea of the debate team and uh we had something similar um like as an extracurricular thing um for public speaking and there was quite often a challenge to um to argue the case for something you disagree with mm. so yeah that's healthy yeah and and i think it's a really really good way of doing it it's it's challenging yourself to to work out what all the pros are to work out what all the like why pe- why someone believes this thing that you disagree with and to try and defend their position because not only does it give you a better understanding of um of them and, and their way of thinking but also it it means that when you come to uh, argue against that thing, you have possibly better ammunition and you're able to discuss it in a way that's not just, you're wrong because I think you're wrong. You're able to go, I understand that you're saying X, Y, and Z, but have you considered A, B, and C? Um, and I think that's a much, like you say, healthier way of having a, a debate rather than just shouting at each other and throwing insults and getting to the point where you're saying, ah, you spelt your and not your therefore you're wrong like your and then you yeah, spell sorry. your wrong damn it yeah sorry yeah uh but yeah i think it's it's much better to to put yourself in someone else's shoes um and kind of get a bit a better understanding of it mm-hmm. 
because that way you've also got their shoes. So <laughs> and you do yeah, so you win. You win twice. I am a big fan of the spectrum argument or the debate that happens in a very healthy manner, even if it is just two people, where yeah. you can have opposing sides of a conversation or opposing sides of an idea. But yeah. then you know that you meet in a neutral plane, right? Both sides aren't coming in going, I am right, I am going to win this. So that's the point of the debate team. But in general conversation, uh, let's use the aubergine, the delightful aubergine as an example. <clears throat> Al does not want anything to do with him. And I'm not even the biggest fan of him. But I, I, I would love to just set up a debate. I'm like, but why are they so crap? You know, mm. you tell me you have experience, Al, you have experience. I just like food. I mean, we both like food. So there's commonalities between the two of us. And we just pick a completely arbitrary thing to discuss, which is the eggplant. <laughs> and just, I want to hear outside. And then I could try and make some justifications. Now, here's where, here's where things fall apart for that example, is that I don't really give a shit about eggplant. I'm not seeking them out on a regular basis. I don't know the last time I ate one. And I have no experience with cooking them, really, other than grilling them. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have a lot of ammo in that fight. So the idea that you pick an arbitrary topic just for funsies, where I'm going to spend a week researching everything good about them, and then Al's going to do what Al does research-wise, but also bring a lot of personal experience in it because of his cooking background. And then you just talk it out. But no one really wins at the end of the day because I don't think either of us are going to start eating eggplants on the regular after that talk. So, but that doesn't have to be the solution, does it? The no. solution doesn't have to be, oh, I changed these fucking exactly. Mind, therefore, yeah. I win. Yeah. I think I think it's just the idea of you mentioned lateral thinking a minute ago, but it's just exercise. I like doing mm. it because I, for a long time now, I've been trying to work on just speaking, communicating my ideas better. Uh, it helps Steve. Yeah, the podcast is a, the podcast is a lot of help, but it's this little platform where we all shoot from the hip and we talk about nonsense. Um, recently, I was having a discussion with my friend Alex that I've talked about plenty of times on here, but just out of left field, we were chatting about nothing, and then he just goes, "What's your favorite sci-fi movie of all time?" And I was like, "Difficult." Event Horizon. It's like difficult. But I said, you know, for the sake of it, let's just pick Blade Runner. And he's like, great. What do you like about Blade Runner? And then, okay, what do you like about Decker? Why do you like these things? What are and he was just challenging a lot. That's all it was. It was just a lot of challenging. But there was no solution. And I can't even, if I take a step back, I don't know if that's my favorite sci-fi movie of all time. That's more like film noir dystopia to me than sci-fi, just because there's flying cars. But... It was a really healthy discussion where there was no end game. There was no trying to prove one way or the other. Am I right? Am I wrong? Nothing came out of it, but it was a really healthy conversation that just led to a lot of lateral thinking or a lot of um, educated conversation. So I can appreciate, all I'm getting at is that I can appreciate kind of approaching a new, neutral standpoint when you come into a, an argument or a debate like this where no one's trying to really change anybody's mind at the end of the day or change the situation sometimes they can just be for funsies i think it's it's a really good skill to learn as well um 
and I think it, like you say, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you feel particularly passionate about, but that um, the kind of the art of discussion is a really good thing. Like this is why I, I fucking love playing Devil's Advocate. And Brett, I know that you know that I uh, I do this quite often. I'll I'll challenge people on stuff, and I'll be like, yeah, but why are you doing it like that? Why why not do it like this? And because I think it's it's an important thing to um, to have those things challenged. Um, and when I, I was living, uh, with a friend of mine years back when I was like 20 ish. Um, and we, uh, James is a very, very intelligent person. Um, and James read, read, reads a lot, um, and spends a lot of time thinking he's, he's an artist, like professionally, he, he's a musician and artist and spends a lot of his time just reading and thinking and, having very interesting discussions with very interesting people and me and him used to have fantastic discussions on all kinds of things um particularly philosophy it's something that we both are quite passionate about um and what was always good for both of us is for me it was really nice having someone to discuss these things with that had an understanding of them um but was also able to articulate his points in a way and was able to pull quotes and facts and figures because he had he has the kind of brain where he can read a book and remember the who wrote it and what they said whereas i don't i just remember the the kind of context i don't remember the syntax um and it was always fun for him because he enjoyed the fact that he was discussing this with someone that had um is Stephanie Mayer. Huh? The person that wrote the book. That you oh, wrote. thank you. Um, and uh, it's so completely put me off. Um, but like he, he liked the fact that, because obviously normally he's arguing with people on a similar sort of um, level to him. And I don't, I don't necessarily mean level as in like he was better or whatever, but like on that, that level. He liked it because it was, I, I would throw things out that he hadn't necessarily thought of because i'm looking at it from a completely different point of view and i think that's an important thing as well is to even if you're discussing something with someone that you share the opinion of like they, they can still have different perspectives on the same opinion um so yeah i think it's it's good to uh to discuss things not just with people in your immediate uh social circle and to to be unafraid to get out and and discuss with other people of other um what's the fucking word i'm looking for al uh other backgrounds yeah yeah that that that'll work it's not quite what disciplines I mean. yeah disciplines maybe is better anyway yes you sorry you go accents accents but you are you, you put your hand uh, up go I know, but I'm just waiting for you to stop fucking rambling on. It's like um, a thirty second pause. What are you I, talking about? I think it's, I, I think it's just important to st to stress Brett's point though about um, healthy debate being about things that you're not already passionate about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the example of your mate being, you know, having knowledge about certain subjects and being able to articulate them very well mm. is great, but there's a danger that the sort of cognitive dissonance. Yes. Yeah. That that, that you are you know inherently embedded within yeah. your brain yeah, yeah. that stops you from feeling comfortable when people question your ideas yeah. um you can't escape it yeah 
even if you're completely open-minded and and open to lateral thinking and, and you know if you are passionate about something you physically cannot avoid that confirmation bias yeah. you can't stop yourself from mm, yeah I, I i respect your opinions <laughs> but i like i don't like aubergine so they're yeah, you know, yeah. and and it's really difficult so i i love brett's idea of let's just discuss something arbitrary mm. that we don't care about yeah. that we don't know about and just be then you will be open-minded because i'm the same as you steve i love in that situation to flip-flop between yeah. Actually, aubergines are great. Actually, aubergines are shit. Yeah. <laughs> because because your brain then can't um, create that echo chamber yeah. where you're just going right. Uh, oh yeah, I'm definitely definitely hate aubergines, yeah. and it's really healthy because you, you 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 just you get more open minded that yeah. way. Do you think the fact that most, if we're looking at this as the debate team uh, going up against <laughs> each other, everything's research and as much fact-based as they can, you know, they make arguments for and against, but in terms of the general conversation uh, that happens in front of us or online that you initially brought up, Al, like how, how often do we see opinion being stated as fact? We all know this is a thing that happens, but do you think the debate team, the, the schooling or the learning in, in healthy debate would help you kind of suss out which things are opinion just at face value, even if I didn't know a lot. Um, if I'd never met you before, but the first thing I heard was that you were a chef in a previous life or a cook in a previous life. And you said, aubergines are shit. Like, I, the only thing, the only data I have at that point in time is he knows more than me because he cooked for a living. So maybe they are, question mark? How do you suss out if if it's not something you practice very often? How do you suss out those kind of things that are? Uh, I skimmed this Reddit article and here's what I took away from it, and now my opinion is being stated as fact. Hmm. Yeah, and the older I get, the more I come to terms with the fact that there is no such thing as a fact. <laughs> so, in walks Brett's favorite Men in Black quote. 1,500 years ago, everyone knew the Earth was the center of the universe. Mm. 500 years ago, everyone knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew humans were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. So even the things that I was taught at school in physics are no longer true. <laughs> yeah, Right. So you can't even know things and they be fact. So everything is opinion, even the things which are fact. So even, even releasing yourself from that chastity belt yeah. of fact and going well actually everything is just someone else's opinion it might be a really well informed one it might be one that's incredibly well articulated and really compelling and even the stupidest of flat earthers couldn't argue with it but it's still just someone's opinion mm -hmm. i mean <laughs> I can mean, you imagine the amount of times that we've gone through just in our lifetimes what dinosaurs look like and which ones existed now, when? Now they've yeah. got hair. I mean, yeah. the fucking the the. I went to the Natural History Museum a couple of weeks ago, and you can see where they've just taped over things where they've <laughs> just changed the mind. It's like, oh no, this one here's got hair now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you on about? I mean, I whilst I I get and I understand what you're saying, I think there are there are definitely things that you can say categorically are facts. Like, give me one. The fact that the Earth is round. It's not, is it? It's roundish. Roundish. <laughs> and soon is not soonish. <laughs> but 
but yeah you know, that i i think there are things that you can state as fact like yeah just general things that are fact like if you cut someone's head off they're gonna die like if you fucking whatever don't fucking yes there's always a fucking caveat i've seen chickens and, yeah. and monkeys that bait a different yeah. Steve. but um but no it's cicadas yeah fucking i was talking about people not fucking cicadas they're fucking weird um but to answer brett's earlier question i think um it's it's not always particularly easy to um to understand if something is a an opinion or a fact so to speak um but I, th- they, I think there are cues that you can kind of pick up on. I don't know if they're particularly easy to describe because a lot of it is just about how you see people and, and how you read people. Um, I think there's a certain level of arrogance that you can pick up on where if someone comes in and they arrogantly say, aubergines are shit, and the way that they put it across, I think that uh, can ring alarm bells. Can we stop having a fucking go at aubergines? <laughs> Do you know why they're called eggplants? It's in America. It's because when they first took them over, they were actually much smaller and white. Um, and it's only through uh, genetic selection that they turned to the long purple things that we see now. Um, but the name stuck. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, and I think it's... They're not called eggplants, are they? They're called aubergines. Well, yeah, I know that. You know that. Americans don't. It's about how they, how they can defend that opinion. Um, so if... Al walks in and says, tomatoes are shit. There you go. Different fucking produce thing. I was going to say vegetable, not, but... Not by far. I was going to say... They're, they're both, are they're tomatoes both fruit? Family are they fruit or I was going to say vegetable, but then I realized that... Fucking... Anyway. I don't know. In five years, Al comes in and says, legume. Al comes in and says, tomatoes are shit. And... Same family as potatoes. If... Yes, this is true. Uh, if he can defend that with, here's a list of reasons why they're shit, then you know maybe it's worth listening to. If his reasoning for why they're shit is because they're shit, then probably don't listen to him. <laughs> it's not really a debate. Though, yeah, exactly. Like the shit. Why the shit? Because the shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just fucking horrible. It's like me with sheep. I fucking hate sheep. I can't defend why I hate sheep, other than the fact that they're fucking dickheads. And a lot of people do. My grandma hated sheep. Yeah, it's because they're. And by proxy, my mother hates sheep. Good, because sheep are fucking totally awful. unfounded but it's not is it because if a sheep can find a way to fucking kill itself it will if it can find a hole in a hedge it'll get fucking stuck in it they're just they're born to die there's a lot of them oh yeah but they're fucking awful like the only good sheep is a sheep in the game worms when they bounce around and they explode or the super sheep in worms <laughs> which is also a very good weapon um, the sheep. yeah not that bothered i think wallace and gromit is better without you on the sheep I, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's just your opinion, man. Yeah, it is. It is just my opinion. That's very true. It's not a fact. Uh, but yes, I think if if someone is able to defend their uh, their opinion with a well thought out and well informed argument, then that's probably worth listening to. If their argument and their defense of that opinion is restating their opinion then they're probably a fucking idiot so therein lies the point so the art of the debate is not necessarily about being right no it's about it's about being a good storyteller yeah 
That's how and debate it, teams like win. Being, they don't win on who well, proves the point. It's, it's like being a lawyer. You know, yeah. you're not you're not proving someone innocent. You're proving someone not guilty, and they're not yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's that it's that your argument is compelling enough that you put doubt in people's minds. Yeah. And 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 that's that's what the art of the debate is. The art of the debate is not just printing out um, a, a Wikipedia page and going, "Look, it even says here on Wikipedia that aubergines are shit." You know, the yeah. art is getting getting to change someone's mind and getting to change someone's mind who 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 had their mind made up before they went into that debate. I don't even think it's about changing someone's mind. I think it's it's about um, like to win a debate. You just need to get the other person to to think. And to actually think about um, to doubt themselves, yeah. to doubt what they went in. With. Yeah, I went in with the opinion they're shit. You went in with the opinion they're great, and you've you've, you've made me you've made me doubt myself. Yeah, it's not even about doubting yourself. It's it's about going. It's about mate. It's about doubting yourself. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's about um, it's about giving people the opportunity to see that someone else's point of view is also valid, um, and I think that's kind of an important thing. But the trouble is, again, it depends on who you're arguing with. Like, you can have the best um debate skills in the world but if that other person isn't willing to listen then it's it's redundant like there's no point in doing it well then it's, it's a like, rant not a debate. exactly and there's that there's a whole thing about the fact that you know if you can argue with a stupid person but it's like arguing it's like playing chess with a pigeon at the end of the day they're still gonna uh knock all the pieces over shit on the board and walk off straight around like they won anyway like if i've got a better analogy it's like playing poker with someone who doesn't know how to play poker yeah because it's impossible. Yeah. Because you can't tell whether they're yeah, exactly. because they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's it's uh, a debate has to have two people that are both open to debate. If only one person is open to debate and the other person is completely closed off, then it, it's not a debate. It's it's like I say, it's just shouting at a fucking brick wall. But again, but again, to my earlier point, it doesn't have to be a two way conversation. Sit and have that discussion with yourself. Yeah, I do. I do that. Yeah more often than that is probably healthy <laughs> yep is just sit in a room and have a discussion with myself yeah. and go actually oh yeah what about that yeah. oh no, yeah it could be that oh you're right yeah. oh, no, right. They might... uh, or have, have have something that's a three-way discussion and have more than two fucking points of view on something yeah, yeah i mean bring 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 people in who are totally oblivious or totally have no interest in the subject yes and they might they might see something that you don't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the amount of times that I've uh, ended up having an argument with myself in the car, like on the way to work or on the way to wherever, because like I say, I'm, I'm having that debate with myself. And it's it's a really, like, I, I really enjoy it because it's um, it, it forces you to look at things from a different perspective, a different pers- person's point of view. But that other point about having a a third view in it, it's really good if you can get someone that's like, so say... Uh, Brett and Alex are having a debate amongst themselves about Alex about the uh, best sci-fi film or whatever. Um, they obviously know each other. They know each other's opinions. They know each other's backgrounds. But if they're doing this in a random bar and there's a guy sat at the bar that's just minding his own business that they've never met, they've never talked to before, bring that guy in because he's going to have a... Comp- like, you, you have no idea what his opinion is going to be. He's, he might turn around and say, I think the best sci-fi film is Pride and Prejudice because of reasons. Cuckoo. Because <laughs> Wilford Brimley. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, it's, I, I think it's, it's a really good idea to get those differing and opinions. And, and the same thing, like as much as, as good as it is to have um, discussions about stuff that you're not passionate about, 
I think it's good to have discussions with people that you're not familiar with um, as well. I think this is also why I really appreciate listening to uh, either audio books or documentaries. I really love documentaries because more often than not, um, the style of documentary film that I like watching is the one where the director or the person that's developed the story lets the story tell itself. So they're not coming at it with, like, this is going to be the greatest story ever told. I had all the direction this is in the just world. A Hate you. Um, <laughs> but there's Errol Morris, uh, is a pretty famous documentary filmmaker. And a lot of the stuff that he, or like a lot of his approach was, he would find an interesting story or a lead, and then he would follow that lead to figure out what the bigger story was underneath, right? Yeah. So there was never really, you don't walk away from that going, mm, he's right about mm. anything. It's not a, I'm right or wrong about yeah. this real life thing that he's covering. It's it's a story. And then within it, there's always character dynamics. Even though these are real people, there's always some kind of tension. and. Yeah. Who's right? Who's wrong? There's one about the naked mole rats. Uh, that was a hilarious documentary. And there's science involved. And there's yeah. reasons and trials and tests and things that they do. But by the end of the movie, you're not really looking at it as who was right, who was wrong. It's just a presentation of information. And you're meant to sit as an audience member yeah. and just walk away with your own judgment. But like... From a very macro view, you can look at it and just go, wow, that was a really fun story that came out of something completely banal that yeah. I had no sense of where it was going to go. The graveyard one, can't remember what it's called, but there's one about a family that owns a graveyard that is just bonkers and bonkers. it's super good. Uh, time. But I bring it up that I, I like watching and listening to things or listening to other people talk who are educated but even question their own opinion on things or will precede a statement that could have been factual and kind of not in a self-deprecating way, but it's they'll set you up to go, yeah. this is just how I feel or how I think. Yeah. And we, I know the three of us do that here, but uh, I, I brought up Simon Sinek in the past, you know, a couple of times he's, he's done some good talks and they're highly opinionated. There is data and history to support what he talks about and why he thinks the way that he does. But he pretty often challenges himself within his own discussions in front of yeah. the group of people that came here to listen to him, tell them how it is, right? Give me, I, I came here to have this guy spit facts at me. And then the way that he kind of navigates through, this is my opinion. Well, we could think this way. Well, I think this way. So there's something really healthy about listening to someone who's feeding you information, but also understands when their opinion becomes a part of it yeah. or things that can't be 100% factual and do not quote me on this or do not set it in stone. I, I yeah. really like listening to that. I feel like it, uh, it helps in my debate skills or my questioning skills. Yeah. So... There's a uh, a previous Spiffy, um, Rare Earth, um, and they've started putting out um, videos again recently. They stopped for a little while, um, and they do exactly this. Um, like every, it's uh, Chris Hatfield's um, son, I think, um, Evan, and um, 
he uh every video he puts out he he presents it in a really really nice way really interesting way states some facts states like the history of it but talks about like the present day situation and every single time that he does it he talks about the fact that it's there is no clear cut like this is the way forwards this is what will solve this issue he just presents the fact that there is an issue and says like there are a few ways that it can be done but i don't know what they are like this is my opinion this is what i think but really it's down to the people that are, that are at ground level that that can you know they're at ground zero they they know what's going on and it's up to them what they can do um and I, yeah i think it, it's really important to to be self-aware enough to know that your opinion is not necessarily the only one that matters and to to also be self-aware enough that to know that you you can be wrong just because you strongly believe something doesn't mean that you're necessarily right yes and um I, there's a danger here that people will start to trust someone based on a certain there's a certain threshold of information yeah. they have um and i see it every fucking day in my job yeah. you know people are employed in a certain discipline and they have just enough information to make what they say sound nigh unbelievable. Yeah. And the problem is that they're, they're confident enough, blindly confident enough, that then people will take that as gospel. Yeah. And and, and again, that's the danger with the soapbox. Yeah. Is that you, 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 you might be a scientist. You might be a doctor. You're telling me every doctor is not a fucking crook yeah and every, you know every, every every scientist has not got an agenda you know you're kidding yourself if you think that's the case so just because you are an expert or qualified doesn't mean that what you're saying is factual or true or that you are you are on the right side of the debate or the wrong side of the debate mm. so you've got to be really careful and especially when you're listening to podcasts or watching a youtube video you know the Kurtzgesag, another great example. I've, the amount of times they turned around and gone. I've got actually. You know what we said? You know what we said three months ago? We were wrong. I, I've literally got a note <laughs> written down about exactly that. Um, so you have to be careful. Yeah. With 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 these discussions and these debates, that even when you you think the person has, has made a really compelling point and they're right, it's just salesmanship. Yeah. It's just the spin. Yeah. It's just the art of of, of gab, um, and backing it up with. A few facts is even more dangerous because yeah. then it makes it sound even more believable. Yeah, and the thing is, is as well, you, it's that whole thing of if someone says it with confidence, then people believe it. But that's that's what politicians do. They say they state opinion yeah. as fact, sprinkling a little fact fact yeah. And the thing is, the fact doesn't even have to be true. Like the amount yeah. of time or relevant. Yeah. Like <laughs> and they could just be like, oh, yeah, th- it is a fact that this happened," and it's like, "No, that's that's actually false." Like that is demonstrably false like what you've just said is a lie but they've said it with confidence so no like the the people that want to believe that that's true don't question it so and that's why i say you should always try and listen to something opposing your beliefs like i've i think in in the past i've spiffed a couple of podcasts that i listen to semi-regularly that do just that they are by people that i disagree with on the whole about some key issues but I listen to him because it, it it's almost like a self-regulation thing like it, 
again, social media is brilliant at um, giving you an echo chamber of like-minded people with the same opinions and the same beliefs and the same backgrounds. So you just like, yeah, I must be right because everyone I know agrees with me. Everyone that disagrees with me is obviously wrong and they're obviously a moron. It's like, well, no, you just, you hang around with people that do believe. Like the reason that you know these people is because they believe the same things as you. And I think it's like, it's the same as like why travel is good. Like getting out there and getting these other experiences is good. And you can do that by listening to and, and consuming media that is not necessarily aimed at you, if that makes sense. Um, and and I think it is, it's a, it's a really important thing. And I think it's, it's, it's it's always good to to be around people that have differing opinions that's why the british pub was such an institution for so long because you'd have everyone from all walks like everyone that lived in the town or everyone that lived in the village would go there and everyone would have different opinions and you'd be able to have those debates and those discussions at the like at the bar in the pub and because you were face to face with the person you couldn't just say you're wrong and that may like you disagree with me therefore you're horrible and evil and you're the scum of the earth like because they're just turn around and say no and slap you like it's like it, there was an actual physical presence there and you couldn't just write your opinion and then block them and walk away because you'd see them there the next week um and and i, I do i think it's important to to have people that have opinions that you, you don't agree with like i mean al you said um was it Event Horizon was the greatest sci-fi film? Is that what you said? That's a cocoon, yes. No, but the, originally you said Event Horizon. <laughs> and, you know... Be a bit more open-minded to And you. Brett said it's Blade Runner. And to be fair, Blade Runner is a very good choice. Definitely not Blade Runner. But, obviously, <laughs> the greatest sci-fi film of all time is Batteries Not Included. And I will not be taking questions on this. So, in conclusion, Batteries Not Included is spiffing. right okay uh al have you got an order yes sab. sab which means i'm going first that's good that means i don't have to write it down because i would have forgotten um i am going to spiff uh oh shit, actually i could do that one no i'm gonna spiff um qi because hey. qi is a fantastic show and it gives you lots of facts and interesting things and also don't shake your head they, they are facts. it doesn't give you facts it gives you the fucking opinions of the people <laughs> sat in the room upstairs and on multiple occasions they've been proven to be yeah. wrong <laughs> and when they are they curse kazak it and say yeah, this was wrong <laughs> um but they give you in interesting tidbits then um and uh yes and they also have the podcast no such thing as a fish which is another interesting thing and it's again it's really good for just interesting facts that you can i don't want to say use in a, in a debate but like you can it can start a discussion and that's the good thing is being able to start a discussion so yes um sabs so al you're next uh yeah on the on the topic of discussion uh parentheses imaginary ones um there's a, a horrible trend at the moment of like I think it's falsified, but kind of um, 
white male hatred or hatred of white men uh, and their opinion of comic book franchise uh, media (laughs) (laughs) Um, when it involves diversity or inclusivity. Um, And it's really boring and um, it just adds nothing to society and the whole kind of rhetoric is just dull. Yeah. Um, But it gets clicks on the internet because people write things like, you won't believe what 30-year-old men think of the latest team. Yeah. That aside, fucking irrelevant. Ignore everything you read on the internet. Go and watch She-Hulk. It's great. <laughs> Do you know what? I've, I've heard so many good things about She-Hulk. And it's good. I, 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 I watched the trailer and I was instantly repulsed at the shit CGI. <laughs> and I just felt so let down that you could just... And, and, and I thought, what would be a really nice solution to not having the budget because it's a TV show and yeah. probably got like a thirty million dollar budget, um, which is still five million dollars an episode, which is enough to make some fucking CGI. Yeah. But anyway, um, I thought, why don't they just get two actors to play Hulk, like they did in the nineteen seventies show yeah, yeah, Hulk, yeah. and they could just get the actor who plays uh, the character. And then get some buff fucking bodybuilder yep. or wrestler or something to play She-Hulk. Yeah. And you could get them to actually study each other and train and, and portray the same personality. Yeah. But you'd eschew that whole problem of shit CGI. Yeah. And it'd be really funny if you just had one actor turn into another actor. Yeah. But anyway, they're obviously not going to do that. But uh, it's great fun. And it's totally um, self-deprecating and just enjoyable. Nice. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have to side with Al on something. this debate. <laughs> uh, I, we'll leave Steve in the uh, misogynistic uh, white <laughs> male Marvel fanboy yeah. uh, just because he's mum's basement. Uh, <laughs> and now he I was, was going to say, I'm going to have to trope. abstain from this because I've not actually seen it. But fuck you guys. Of course you haven't seen it because you're boycotting <laughs> it and you keep review bombing it on Rotten Tomatoes and that's why it's got a low score on Rotten Tomatoes because you review bombed it. I, I, I don't. I, I, I never even bother with people's fucking review scores anymore. I just listen to my mates. Um, you fucking don't because I tell you stuff straight every week and you don't listen to me. Yeah, I said my mates. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Too shit. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I'm, I'm still trying to get through uh, Sandman, which I don't care what anybody else says. I'm really fucking enjoying I absolutely love the graphic novels and I am very much enjoying the TV series as well so far. Um, so, yes. Uh, Brett, you're next. That's me. That's my turn now. So, yes. Um, going along with the examples that I talked about earlier with just trying to ingest... Still being on what I said. What? What? Okay trying to find different pieces of media that I would have otherwise not been exposed to. Um, I was listening to your spiff from last week, Al. I've been really enjoying the Imaginary Worlds podcast. I have listened to so many episodes of it. Uh, But one of the ones is talking about... uh, I don't want to say cultural appropriation. No, no, no. It's the one about... All cultures appropriated. Okay. So whatever they're talking about otherwise we'd just be sat sucking on stones if we didn't appropriate each other's cultures okay so they are discussing the the future media in the future often utilizes asian culture 
and yes. rarely is it actually portrayed by Asian Where people. Asian? <laughs> like, there's no Asians in any of the scenes. Firefly. Yeah, Firefly. Blade Runner. The thing I talked about earlier. Uh, and then the, the host goes on to talk about uh, Musashi, which, if you don't know about Miyamoto Musashi, as he was a real person back in the 1600s, but he was the... Uh, he was kind of the inspiration for a lot of things like Yojimbo and the lone wolf, the Ronin, the yeah. kind of disheveled looking, but extremely talented person who just knew how to sword fight better than anybody. Uh, so I'm listening to the book of five rings and that's what I'm spiffing. And yep. it is Musashi's writing, but it was translated. And then the translator is actually narrating it. So you get, nice. there's not a lot of disconnect. Yeah. And he does a fantastic job and makes it a lot more makes it a lot more digestible if you don't know a lot about feudal era samurai culture and stuff, you know, unless you're an expert, maybe you have opinions on these things. But I am not well versed and for some reason that weird uh like rabbit hole that I went down of imaginary worlds episode, now we're talking about media and now we're talking about this book that this gentleman wrote or his collection of writings when he decided I think I'm done killing people and fighting because I don't think that's what this is all about in the end and he just went to a cave and started writing things <laughs> and he was like an artist and a writer and a philosopher and while he had his own opinions on the world they are so timely and it is so driven by the culture that was going over there. And I've been enjoying the hell out of the book because it's somebody speaking from, let's say it's, it's all his perspective and his opinion, right? But it, it is so wrapped and enveloped in the culture and the time that if you can just key in on that, you're like, yeah, I mean, if you woke up every day with a sword on your side and we're basically like maybe today i get killed i have to be better at swinging a sword versus somebody you might have a different opinion than arguing with the person on reddit about she hulk <laughs> i don't know so i like stepping away and and seeing these other perspectives especially things that are that aged and uh kind of like what al was saying earlier it's like the men in black quote you know yeah how different were things 200 years ago how has opinion and perspective changed since then? I think it will only help me. It, it's just data collection and context and something that I've been interested in uh, for a long time. But it's spoken spoken well by the narrator. I really like the translation yeah. of it. And uh, yeah, it's fun. So if you have any interest in Japanese culture or samurai specifically or where all these things came from, like Kurosawa's Yojimbo films and everything that followed that uh anytime you watched a movie where there's like a lone wolf character kind of fighting the good fight but also they're i don't know they kind of look like they've been had the shit kicked out of them yeah this is where it all came from so book um, of five rings nice yes yeah. I, I think it's i can't remember who it was it might have even been you that was talking about it uh not so long back um but I didn't realize it was even on Audible, so that is a good shout. Um, and actually, that's that reminded me. Uh, I think I talked about uh, Ronan Kenshin on the podcast before, 
and I only found out uh, a couple weeks ago that there, so there's three Kenshin films which are based on the anime, um, but they're live action and they're fucking brilliant. And there are two more on Netflix, which I only found out about the other day, and I really want to watch them now. So if you like all of the things that Brett's just been talking about and you haven't seen the Kenshin films, go watch them. Uh, if you have seen the Kenshin films, there's two more. Um, cool. Right. Any other business? It's not about medieval burning. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess that's it. So, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. I don't know why there was a long pause there. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Pizza Shack? Yes. They were very good pizzas. Um, also, Al, that's a very good shirt. Uh, if you want to find us as a group, then we are Fools with Tools. podcast And the email as well. Oh, yeah. we haven't had, Where's the email of the Seriously? week? So we've only had... I haven't, che- I haven't checked them because I don't have access to the email account. Do you want to fuck off and let me finish my sentence? Uh, we've only actually had one email. Bollocks. No, no, seriously, we have. <laughs> Has it come through? <laughs> they come through on my phone so I fucking see them. And, uh, and it was from um, uh, Jamie Reader. And it was, you know, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the, um, the poetry from the, I want to say Volgans? Vogon. Vogon, that's it. Uh, it, yeah, it was the Vogon poetry thing. And I'm not reading that out, so fuck you, Jamie. There you go. That's the whole thing. It just looks like a shit jabberwocky. Are you not going to read it, it out is. now? No, it's too, I told you it's you too late. Are, the fucking worst. Right, well, until next week, uh, we love you all, just not each other, apparently. Bastards. Uh, so, bye. Bye. Did you say bye? Bye. Say, say bye, bye, Al. Bye, Al. <laughs> Dickhead. Bye.